0: Good morning, everyone. My name is Wanda Thomas, and I want to welcome you to another episode, season three of the Lattes and Lenses podcast. Today, we have one of my favorite people, um, Dr. Robert Zeitlin. Robert and his wife are two amazing people. I love them both. Um, Before I begin, though, I need to give the disclaimer. Because we are on shutdown, I have to work from home, so you'll hear my dog in the background. That's just real life, okay? and uh, as it's funny, Robert. Uh, go ahead, say hi, hi, welcome.
1: Hi, thanks, thanks for having me. I really appreciate being on here. I'm excited for the conversation.
0: Oh, so am I, so am I. So I bought your first book, uh, Just Laugh More, Yell Less. And then when I saw the release for the updated copy, Stuck at Home, um, it, it, it really hit me when I started reading it um, because I am not used to having everyone here. The kids would leave for school at 6.45. My husband would leave for work around 7, 7.15. And I had the house to myself. I could do whatever I want, cook, clean. <laughs> it was like almost daily mini vacations almost. And um, so this whole new lifestyle is a bit crazy for me right now. Um, give me one second. I want to do something with the dog. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> hold on one second okay so working from home has I don't want to say challenging I you know I I see it as a way to connect with my kids see where they're at education wise level wise and I I, I've learned a lot of things that I didn't think that I thought I knew but really didn't like where my son is academically where he needs help where he struggles and where he just wants to be plain old lazy. So. I am appreciative of this time because I don't think without it, I would have learned all of those things about my family. Right. Um, and it's funny because there was a line in your book that about the short story about the mom whose son kept having tantrums and she did everything she could to control him. And when she took control of her feelings and how she reacted, things started to shift. And I said, oh, Okay, <laughs> so like light bulb moment. Um, so tell me about yourself. Tell me the, the ins and outs of why and what is happy, happy
1: parenting? So um, I wrote the book and I'm focusing on laughing more and yelling less back in 2015 because I thought we were focusing really on very small things that we could try to control. Um, trying to, like, ensure a safe passage to the future for our kids. But if we looked around and we were honest, like, the future wasn't so certain. <laughs> the future, the <laughs> no. future was a lot more complicated than we thought, but we weren't really admitting that in 2015. In 2020, I don't think there's any denying it, that we don't know what's going to happen week to week. It It's just in our face. And so that's why I did an updated edition of the book. And so Happy Parenting, the idea is, um, How can I take some of what I know from positive psychology and apply it to the people that I think need it the most, which is parents?
0: Okay, so I was looking at my podcast stats uh, prior to us coming on today, Mm -hmm. and 50% well, 64% of my audience is women, are women Mm -hmm. between the ages of 25 and 44. So that kind of encompasses a nice group of parents or potential parents. Um, I guess my question would be someone like me who has a nine and and an 11 year old Mm -hmm. and we didn't raise our children with this philosophy of laughing more, yelling less. Mm -hmm. Um, How do we make that transition or what would your advice be to make that transition when in my mind, we've kind of already set the foundation for a Mm -hmm. certain way of life.
1: Right.
0: So I guess that would be my
1: question. Yeah, the good news is that um, any any transition that you're going to make that's going to be more than a temporary change. Anything we do in our lives, whether we try to like change how we're eating or exercising or quit smoking, we, we've we been down this road of trying something for 30 days or 90 days and seeing it bounce back, right? So right. like if you're actually going to make an, a, a, a move that's going to be a long-term thing, it always has to start from you. It's not something necessarily you're going to, put a new um, restriction on you know, technology with your kids or, or say, we're gonna do this new thing. It's actually starting from like, how am I gonna be different so that we can change this whole formula? And so um, my advice to you with a nine, 11 year old, my advice to parents that are thinking about having kids is like, begin with begin with how you're approaching life. And from the research in positive psychology and what I do with my clients, I mean, really, the The trick is not sort of what do I say, what do I do, but it's really how you're living your life. You know, are you um, able to slow down and pause and appreciate things? Are you offering uh, gratitude and you being as generous with the love you're giving as the love you're receiving? Um, Are you savoring things? You know, so these are opportunities to exercise what I call superpowers, uh, which are the character strengths that are the base of the research on positive psychology. Superpowers like creativity and curiosity and honesty. You know, how do you start to use these things more? And when you start to use them, you start to go in a new direction. And that's that's the advice for parents, no matter what age their kids are.
0: Okay, um, so I know your children are grown. You and mm-hmm. Betty have pretty much sent them on their way. You are almost empty nesters. Almost
1: empty nest. Yeah.
0: Almost empty <laughs> nesters. Um, what would you? And I read in the book where. Prior to making this shift for yourself, you would yell at little things, like you would get upset about little things, the juice spilling, the stains on the carpet, Um, and understanding through, I guess, your education that uh, this is something that you wanted to embrace. Mm -hmm. Um, What was your aha moment? Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, my aha moment was really catching myself being unlike myself in those moments, silly moments. You know, we don't control what triggers us, right? We we can look back in our in our history and say that you know it's because this happened or because my parents or because I was bullied or or whatever. But sometimes it's just I, I have the weirdest trigger. You know, when my kids would spill things, I would just like I would not become myself, and it was embarrassing, and I, and I didn't like like seeing myself reflected back in their eyes. And I think every parent can relate to that moment of like not being the parent that. We think we are and we should be, and that our kids deserve. And so, my aha moment was learning about something like mindfulness, which actually Betsy gets credit for like dragging me to a mindfulness class. I was resistant to it, um, which opened up a whole new wave of thinking. But, like anything you do from mindfulness to prayer to um, any kind of like yoga practice, something that can slow you down and get you um, away from sort of the quick action and reaction but actually create more of a space where you have a choice so that was my aha moment Wanda was um, having something that opened up a space where I could start to choose how it's gonna respond instead of uh, knee-jerk react
0: wonderful wonderful Um, I guess the next question that I would have or insight I guess is um, is this something where it's just parent-oriented. Is it something? Because I know you did the the kids TEDx for Lower Marion. Yep. So is it something that both parties can um, participate in?
1: So I got a great question the other day uh, uh, from a podcast interview I did, where someone said, "Well, are these character strengths things that only people can use, or is it something that a whole family can approach? Like, if a family had values, like." said, okay, our, our theme for 2020 is going to be uh, bravery. You know, we're going we're gonna to take calculated risks or honesty. Um, so, yes, I did talk to a bunch of high schoolers in a TEDx talk a couple years ago. Um, this can apply to individuals. This can apply to a couple who has a desire we're going to use honesty or we're going to um, embrace spirituality or curiosity. So any of these character strengths can be individual things or they can actually be more collective. Ideas.
0: Um, I am like I said I sent you some questions prior to this just to kind of get to know a little bit about you and this path that you have um, embarked on and I like I said I love it I have both books um, I follow you I look at your workshops I share them because I truly believe that um, you know my husband and I didn't grow up with really um, a really great family lives. Like, we both had either some verbal or physical abuse in our life, and I have said this hundreds of times about Fred. Uh, he, for all things considered, his background, he is the yin to my yang. He has taken what he has been through <laughs> as a kid and reversed everything, whereas I, you know, I often catch myself you know what my mom did that i don't want to do that to my kids right. but it's not until afterwards like you said the reflection in your kids eyes that i catch it and i i i'm my fred's biggest cheerleader because he is able to catch it before he does it yeah. you know and we both know that we're not perfect parents um but like i said i will give him major kudos for being able to catch it and say this is how i want to this is these are the lessons i want my kids to take and he's more playful with them mm-hmm. um and we we often have these conversations like you know i'm really jealous of the relationship you have with the kids right. but i understand you know that we're two different people and this is the way he parents and the way i parent right. um, you had a phrase that i really liked the upward spiral as opposed to a downward spiral uh with uh let me, let me completely read your answer. That there is no more important audience to expose to the ca- to the concepts of superpowers than the upward spiral of parents. Can you go into a little bit more detail about that?
1: Sure. Um, first of all, before we talk about upward spiral, I love the example of Fred um, turning uh, his background into an opportunity to grow and to be a different kind of parent. It actually reminds me of your intro talking about how this pandemic kind of uh, took from you this space of this little vacation you had to yes. at 7.30 every morning, but yes. it gave you, gave you these other things and that's why I wrote this updated version of the book, Wanda, because I saw this opportunity, I saw this uh, hardship from a lot of parents as an opportunity, because when we look, our kids are going to grow up talking about 2020 and 2021, whether we like it or not, they're going to remember these times with us, so this is an opportunity to take advantage of that. Um, Getting to your question about upward spiral. So upward spiral is one of the most um, significant pieces of results of the research in positive psychology that I've come across and I use with my clients. Basically it's this, like you said, we can think ourselves into a downward spiral, right? We can uh, worry about the things that we haven't gotten. We can uh, think about the things that went wrong. And if we worked really hard enough, you know, with enough um, chips and Netflix and wine, we could really like, you know, drill down in the couch and get through the floorboards. Um, The upward spiral is the opposite of that, which happens when you embrace and practice your superpowers. And superpowers are not actually as hard to reach as they are in the Marvel movies. The superpowers I'm referring to are the character strengths of creativity and curiosity, honesty. There's 24 of them. Um, And uh, the research shows that if you start to practice them on a regular basis, you create this upward spiral in your life. And the upward spiral means your focus becomes wider and you start to take in more information. You're, um, you have more mental energy for things. You actually have greater health. People in the labs, that people studied in labs, the practices had um, less health problems, um, started connecting with people on a different level. So there's this spiral that just kept building more and more energy and growth in their life. It's part of something called a broaden and build theory. So you broaden your focus and you build all these resources.
0: Huh. Okay, I'm gonna to have to do some more research on that. Um, so I'm gonna ask you, uh, I, I don't wanna call it a personal question, but what was your favorite part of writing this book? Uh,
1: my favorite part of writing the updated version was talking about um, the chapter on Be, Be the Good Witch. Um, and the good witch is Glinda, you know, that comes down in the shimmering bubble from the Wizard of Oz for people that don't remember the movie. Um, because she came down and she she just was full of positivity and and just, she was so happy to see Dorothy and she saw this potential in her. And I think as parents, it's so easy when our kids come home from school or we walk in the door to say, have you emptied the dishwashers, your homework done, you know, to come down on them and to be the principal. Um, but, being the Good Witch actually gives them the space to, to be themselves, to be free in the house and to have the space they need to grow and to practice and to mess up and to cry and to fail and to, and to laugh and to dance. And so my favorite part of writing the updated version was being the Good Witch is especially hard when you're now the homeschool teacher, the principal, the janitor, the lunch lady, the counselor, uh, the PE teacher. Um, And and now we've just finished the school year and now you have to be a camp counselor, too So writing the updated (laughs) version of that chapter was uh, was my favorite part of this book
0: Yeah, I think I I will be the I don't even think I know I'll be the first to admit that when I walk in the door From work or wherever I'm at that those are the first things did you clean your room? Did you do your dishes Um, all of those things and where fred is just you know laid back with them watching tv on the couch and i'm like how did you not get them to do their chores it goes right. because dishes aren't going to make or break our life if they're dirty then we'll just use something else right. and you know so yeah he is definitely our good witch in the house
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, a balance, it's a balancing act though because there needs to be structure too yes. and, and and fred probably also relies on you to like crack the whip sometimes but that gets exhausting for a lot of moms that I know. And so that's one of the other reasons I wrote the book and I'm doing these free workshops is to try to give um, moms the break that they deserve.
0: And that's a great segue. Tell me about these workshops. I see them um, because I have them home and I also work a part-time job. They haven't really coordinated with my schedule. So I will say I'm not ignoring them. I just need to kind of get into, make some additional space for them. So tell me about them, what goes on, uh, are they? Are there different topics that you cover through yes. each workshop?
1: I tried different times, by the way. I tried late. Uh, the first group of parents said eight o'clock. Another group was on the west coast, so we moved around. But I'm experimenting with different times. Hopefully, one of them will work for you. Um, right. The first workshop started off with with the basic question of like, when you're stuck at home, how do you how do you create a situation where you're putting on your oxygen mask first? You know, how do you take care of basic needs because we think of them as luxuries and, and sort of extras, but after a couple of months of doing this, I'm sure that you were pretty, pretty much exhausted <laughs> and trying to find out, like there wasn't, this is why on airplanes they tell you to put on your oxygen mask first, because at the end of the day, you need to have the energy to le- lead your family off that plane safely. And so um, so that's what we started with. And now the workshop coming up actually tonight is focused on getting the summer you deserve, which may include some difficult chats with with partners about like how do we balance some of the responsibilities now that we've been through a few months of this and moms and and um uh, honestly mostly moms and working moms have been juggling all the extra things for the most part and dads have been helping out and partners but there's going to be a long game here that we need to have a conversation about and and before school can start again in, in 60 to 90 days, um, I'm, I'm working with moms to figure out how to have some of those difficult conversations in a way that makes their relationship healthier and also leaves their partner happier.
0: What time is it tonight? What time is tonight's workshop?
1: Eight o'clock, 8 o'clock Eastern. It'll be after this broadcast, unfortunately, but I'll, but I'll, be, I'll, I'll be running it again.
0: Okay. No, no, no. Uh, Fred gets off at five, so I'm thinking, yeah, eight o'clock works. Cool. So. Cool yeah eight o'clock works. I will definitely be there tonight um, oh. because that is that is one thing that you know I do struggle with, trying to even embark on that conversation with them like, you know how do I start a conversation about all of these things right. um, and the I work for the Salvation Army, so our summer camp will be starting in like the second week of July, and my kids are going, so not only have I spent <laughs> almost four months with them at home, homeschooling, like you said, PE <laughs> Now are you are going to be counselor. the camp counselor. They're coming at, Yeah, I will really be their camp counselor this summer. Oh my gosh. So, you know, and I typically use that drive time to decompress, you know, yeah, to yeah. get into the mindset of going into work, getting into the mindset of being a mom when I'm done work. Yeah. Um, but now even that is being taken away from me. Wow. So,
1: yeah, I so that's so, something that- so, we... I mean, that's the hard part is that, that uh, moms wanna have this conversation. But the thing that I know being on the other side of it is mm-hmm. that, that guys and, and dads and male partners also wanna hear this conversation. We just don't know it's necessary. And we don't actually know how much you guys are struggling. And so there are ways to have this conversation that isn't so threatening and isn't so demanding and isn't so nagging where we can have a conversation. And, and there's things that I could have done when my kids were nine and 11 that I look back and I really regret that I didn't know how to do. And so that's why I'm trying to help couples get, get there in a healthy way that, that doesn't um, break things down or make anyone angry. It really just bounces things. So everyone can get the oxygen that they need <laughs> yeah. to, to last through the whole airplane ride.
0: Okay. Yeah. So like I said, it's, and I guess it's a lot of moms have that, have that concern because many of us are, Cracking the whip, we are more of the disciplinarians in our households, whereas our partners tend to kind of be, the well, at least in my case, the more laid back person. How do we deal with those feelings of, hmm, I don't wanna seem like I'm nagging my partner. I don't wanna seem like I'm always on his back about it. Why doesn't he know these things? He's here all day. But you know, like you said, you're right. They may know it but they need to hear it which are two different things right so yeah i think uh after the class fred and i will have a nice conversation because <laughs> that for that for me and many of the women in my circle moms that's this that's their same concern i want to talk to him but i don't want to do, i don't want to feel like i'm nagging i don't want to feel like i'm coming off bitchy or anything like that right. so i think that's something really important and Um, Not only will I include it in the show notes, I'm also going to reshare it again today uh, to make sure we get some people on. So (laughs) because it is an important topic, it's just important information that I think you can take not only with your spouse, but in other relationships as well. Mm -hmm. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Okay.
0: So tell me and share with us where we can find you, follow you, read more of your blog posts, things like that.
1: Um, so m- most of, most of my information is consolidated on my website, which is robertsightland.com. Um, there's information about the book there. There's information about the workshops there. You can sign up for the workshops. Um, I'm also on, on most social media channels and I have, a um, a number of pins up on Pinterest actually under laugh more, yell less,
0: nice.
1: um, which, uh, bring you to a lot of the blog posts and a lot of information that, that I share all around. Um, and then on Instagram and Twitter, Dr. Robert Zeitlin, and, and, you know, we're on Facebook all the time. So, um, there's also and, a parent okay. group I run on, on Facebook, Parents Like Us. Really? hmm Am I part of that group? I, I, think, you okay. I think you are. Okay. I have to
0: check because, <laughs> and this is just off topic, you know, I look at these groups and I try to clean them out and it's 75, 80 groups. How did I get into so many? I don't, so it's hard to keep up. But anyway, I will, uh, check for that. And um, before we end, like I said, very short and sweet, is there, or give me one tidbit that you would like people to take away from this, whether it's even after reading your blog, your books, attending your workshops, what one piece of advice would you like to share with everyone?
1: I think the central piece of advice that's come through the whole pandemic is, um, it's cliche to say, put on your oxygen mask first, but there's a reason they say that on the airplane. And it's not just because they want you to have it on before your kids so you can help your kids. It's literally, we know this information because we're the ones paying attention. And the moms and the parents that are, that are the leaders of their families are, are taking a ton of responsibility now and not necessarily pausing to take a breath. And so what is your oxygen mask? And how can you get it on a regular basis so that you're, you have the energy to get through this whole plane ride? Because we actually don't know how long till we land. And so that's the central, central message that I have for parents.
0: Nice. Okay, um, Robert, thank you very much for coming on today and I will, I look forward to seeing you this evening in the, in the uh, workshop and have a great day. Thank you again.
1: Thanks so much for having me Wanda, this was great. Oh,
0: no problem.